Know what to eat, but find yourself not eating it. Perhaps you've been on diets and off again, and just wonder why you can't stick to them. The Eating For You podcast, hosted by me, Sally Ann Pisk, will show you what's been missing so you can enjoy a healthier way of eating that lasts. Hello, Sally Ann here, and welcome to International Stress Awareness Week. This important week is being promoted by the International Stress Management Association, which is a registered charity and the leading professional body for workplace and personal stress management, well-being and performance. International Stress Awareness Week 2023 is an annual event dedicated to raising awareness about stress, its impact on mental health and physical health, and the importance of stress reduction and management. And in this episode of the Eating For You podcast, we are exploring the relationship between stress and eating. First up, let's make sure we understand what stress is. Stress can be defined as a state of worry or mental tension caused by a difficult, challenging or unexpected situation. It is a natural response that enables us to focus on and overcome challenges and threats in our lives. Everyone perceives, manages and transforms stress differently and this makes a big difference in how stress impacts on our health and well-being. Stress affects both our mind and body. A small amount of stress can be like additional fuel for us to complete daily tasks and solve problems that arise. But when stress becomes overwhelming, then physical and mental health imbalances and problems occur. When we are overwhelmed by stress, it is difficult to relax or concentrate. Emotions start to dominate us, like anxiety, irritability, and sometimes a sense of hopelessness. We may have headaches, body aches and pains, upset stomachs and digestive issues, trouble sleeping, and in more extreme cases, heart palpitations. We may lose our appetite or find that our drive to eat increases. Chronic stress can worsen pre-existing health conditions like type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure, and it may increase our reliance or dependence on alcohol, high fat and sugary foods, coffee and caffeinated drinks, tobacco and other substances. There is a definite link between feeling stressed and eating. Due to stress, some people lose their connection with their physical hunger cues and reduce how much they eat. And this was definitely me during the 2019 to 20 bushfires. I realised after a few days of you know, managing our property by myself, I was walking that fine line between vigilance and anxiety. I was feeling tired and that's what made me realise that I hadn't been eating enough. For others, stress turns them into emotional eaters. Much of the stress and appetite research has been conducted with rodents, but human studies indicate that when stress occurs, 40% of people will increase how much they eat, 40% will eat less, and 20% don't actually change how they eat during a stressful situation. In the short term, stress can shut down our hunger signals. The nervous system sends messages to the adrenal glands, which sit on top of our kidneys, to pump out the hormone epinephrine, also known as adrenaline. 
This hormone fires up our fight or flight response and this puts eating temporarily on hold. And this was exactly what was happening to me during January 2020. After all, we cannot run away, fight a fire or defend ourselves while we are eating. But when stress persists, the adrenal glands release a different hormone, cortisol. Cortisol increases our drive to eat and we reach for high fat and high sugary foods. After a stressful period, cortisol levels should fall, but in some cases they don't. There is also a comforting aspect to eating high fat and high sugary foods, which triggers and can maintain a psychological stress eating habit. After my brother died, I felt stressed, I was grieving, and this led to me developing a comfort eating habit. I was looking for chocolate, I was looking for potato crisps. I can still remember sitting and mindlessly eating a whole large cylinder of Pringles chips. And I also know I was eating more in general, even healthy food at mealtimes. But what happened to me was that when the stress and grief subsided, I was still reaching for food whenever I felt stress, whether that was a work challenge, a difficulty in a relationship, or even planning a holiday. I would find that I was reaching for these high fat and sugar snack foods. Now, you may not even know that you eat more when you are stressed because as a habit, it occurs on autopilot. Many ladies who join my mindful eating programs don't connect with their habits fully until they learn to eat mindfully. But regardless of the reason, if you know that you overeat and cannot stop the habit, then join me in a free 15 minute call. That way we can talk about your habit and if I can help you, I will give you a tip to start reducing your overeating habit. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you to someone who can but I can't do that unless we have a chat first. There are two parts to reducing stress eating. The first is to have a daily routine that helps you to reduce and transform stress as it starts to build. This is one of the important factors in the blue zone communities and they are the communities around the world where people live well into their 90s and 100s. My top stress reducing tips include having a daily schedule, what I like to call my well-being schedule. Make sure you have time booked in for the important stuff, meditation or prayer, movement and exercise, time in nature, time with family and friends, home stuff that needs to get done and work related tasks. Having a plan reduces the feeling of overwhelm and also means you are using your time efficiently. And as you see yourself completing these tasks, you will feel more relaxed and more confident to maintain this schedule. But just a note of caution here, make sure you're doing one thing at a time, one change at a time, and that will also reduce that sense of overwhelm. Sleep is essential for all of us and a consistent sleep routine is recommended. Yep, that's seven days a week. It's recommended also to reduce our time on devices, any stimulus one hour before bed. Making sure that your room where you sleep 
is dark and quiet and avoid eating large meals or drinking alcohol and coffee or any caffeinated beverage before bed. I've shared a link to my sleep blog post with this episode's notes if you like a few more tips on a healthy sleep routine. Make time to socialize. Talking, laughing, listening and helping others is a win-win for you and your friends. Daily movement to reduce stress, things like walking in nature. We know from the research that if we can spend around 120 minutes a week in forest areas, the phytonicides from those plants actually help maintain reduced levels of cortisol. Tai Chi and yoga are also wonderful ways to move and reduce stress at the same time. Of course, I'm going to mention nourishing foods, whole foods, plant foods, eating mindfully with less of a focus on good and bad foods and eating with your natural hunger and satiation rhythms. And this is what you learn in our Eating For You programs. And if you're interested in reducing stress or comfort eating with mindful eating practices, then book a call so we can talk about how mindful eating can help you overcome your non-hunger eating habits. And you'll do this by trying out a tip for free as a first step. Music can also be calming and uplifting. So if music is something that makes your soul joyful and happy, then make sure you've got some time to listen and relax listening to your favorite music. I would suggest also limiting time spent viewing the news and scrolling social media. Perhaps consider an internet free day once a week. Now, part two of reducing stress eating habits is having strategies to mindfully or consciously break the stress eating cycle. And this is what we cover in our Eating For You Mindful Eating programs. And these strategies are tailored to you as everyone is unique. Stress is part of our daily lives, but learning to deal with it and even use it in a positive way is possible. Being consistent with our well-being routines is key to avoiding stress overload. And if you know that you are overeating and reaching for high-fat sugary foods, then book a free 15-minute call so you can try out our mindful eating approach for free. I've included a link to book a call with me in this episode's notes. Thanks for listening. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. If you have enjoyed this episode, then please share it on your Instagram and Facebook pages. You have been listening to the Eating For You podcast with Sally Ann Pisk. If your current way of eating is not working for you, then join me in a free 15-minute mindful eating discovery call. If I can help you, I will provide you with a personalized tip to get you started with a way of eating that will bring lasting results for your weight and your health. And if I'm not the best person to help you, I will do my best to refer you on. The booking link is included with this episode's notes.